Welcome back to The Answers Obvious, where you have the questions and we have the answers. This is episode 37, coming to you live this Friday, May 23rd. You know, people always be asking me questions all the time, like, Stevie G, is pimping easy? I tell them the answer's motherfucking obvious. Hell nah, pimping ain't easy, but a show is fun. This is just one of the many questions we answer and discuss on Snoop Dogg's favorite podcast, The Answer's Obvious. With that being said, you can find out more about the questions we're answering, advice we're giving, and what we're discussing by subscribing to The Answer's Obvious in the iTunes podcast store and following The Answer's Obvious on Spotify. By subscribing, you'll be able to access all of our episodes, which we encourage you to listen to them all, as well as accessing our latest episode the moment it goes live, which is 7 a.m. Central Daylight Time. But if you're horrible at using the search feature, then you can just use the direct link, which is in the bio of my Instagram profile, at Stevie G, Stevie G, and my pin tweet on Twitter, at Tweety G, Tweety G. So please go push those subscribe and follow buttons. Speaking of pushing buttons, please be sure to go push that follow button on our Instagram account, at The Answers Obvious, and also on Twitter, at The Answers Obvious, so we can do numbers on that bitch. I'm joined tonight, as always, by the co-host with the co-most. You can follow her on Instagram at RachFaceYo. Listeners of the greatest small podcast Nashville has to offer, I present to you, Rachel Young. How you hanging? How's it hanging? (laughs) (laughs) It's always hanging, I guess is the answer. I'm good. Uh, Hangout was awesome. I'm sad to be back at work, even though it does feel like a short week since I was off on Monday. I really should have taken Tuesday off, though. Yeah, are you off uh, Monday for Memorial Day? I sure am. Damn. Yeah. Two back-to-back short weeks? I deserve it after all the shit for all the events. For sure. I'm going to tell everybody right now. Rachel and I, we went and got coffee the other day for like maybe 15 minutes, but we didn't talk because we wanted to fill each other in. <laughs> Right here. But let me tell you what I'm looking at. Rachel is tan as fuck, y'all. And I don't get very tan. No, she's a burn girl. Just like, <laughs> I'm a burn boy. Would you rock with uh, three ounce of SPF 100? Uh, I had <laughs> 70, no lie. 70? Yeah. Damn, I'm a 50 boy. So, I well, I always start out strong, and then I, like, kind of taper off. Uh, but you're just, like, in the sun the whole fucking time. And I've also realized that, like, being covered is the best way to go especially because like friday there were times there were a lot of times throughout the festival in general where i was alone because i was the only one that wanted to go see whichever band so like if i was could get in the shade i would or i would have these like uh it's kind of like a cover-up or like a really thin towel and i would just legit cover myself yeah honestly that keeps me more cool than um the shade than being dressed like in like the least amount of clothes because mm-hmm. like the sun's not like beating down on me the shade yeah. would be numero uno mm-hmm. but i mean like even if i have to like i wouldn't like put it all the way on but i would just like cover up my shoulders and back so create your own shade you're a shade <laughs> expert you know all about that shade i really do i've Yo, been throw that shade over here <laughs> i've been burned too many fucking times in my life and, yeah, I'm just done with it. I don't want to get skin cancer. No. Getting really sunburned is, like, really fucking painful, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't even, like, lay on it. Sometimes you're, like, extremely hot because of it, but other times you can be extremely cold because of it, too. Oh, yeah. Where, where's the worst place you've ever been burnt? Um, 
gosh, I feel like my legs have been like burned the worst. Yeah. And so that's where I think of, that's where I feel like my most painful burns have been on my legs. Might have been like if I've fallen asleep on my stomach and it's the, the part behind the knee. I don't know. Your knee pit. Yeah. My knee pit. (laughs) That is the absolute worst I've ever experienced. Worse than the face, worse than the neck. I mean, all those are bad, but right there, because I mean, anytime the slightest little bend and you feel it, and yeah. it don't go away for a long time. I really getting, I really hate getting sunburned like on my face, especially like my mustache area. I feel like it always <laughs> like looks really crazy when you're sunburned there, you know? Well, and like your face. I wouldn't know because I can't grow <laughs> facial hair. So I'm learning something new right now. I aspire to get a mustache burn one day. Oh, man. But anywhere also like on your back when you get burned, because then you can't even. Not only did no one rub motherfucking sunscreen on your back, but no one can rub aloe on your back either. Like, you got to have someone help you out with that. Oh, when you you sleep on your back or when you feel the water from the shower on your back. Oh, gosh. You're just like, I fucking hate my friends. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, how are you? I'm good. Uh, It's been a minute since we've talked. I'm going to go ahead and give my shout out for the week. Go for it. I'm going to give a shout out to... Really, he's a lifelong friend. He became a roommate in college. He goes by Bling. Well, I call him Bling. Bling, Bling. His name is Zring. But I give a shout out to Bling for introducing me to Game of Thrones back years ago. It was towards the end of the season four being aired on HBO. And he came upstairs to Josh and myself and said, guys, you got to watch Thrones. And I will admit... And I know there's people out there. This was the type of person I was. I didn't want to watch Game of Thrones because I didn't want to be one of those people who watches Game of Thrones. A throner, if you will. Oh, my God. You would be the person that's like, I'm doing it out of spite. And, (laughs) you know, your boy, I'm not a big TV guy. So part of it, too, is I don't want to sit through an hour, you know, like. I I, I can't sit still and watch something. I can sit and be productive, but I can't do it. So the homie's ring says, I'll tell you what, we're going to smoke a blunt for the first four episodes. And if you don't like it after that, then you don't have to watch anymore. So I was like, well, I'm not going to fight you on getting me high. (laughs) So we sat there and I'll tell you, it was good. It was good to have the subtitles and to have Zring there. Because, of course, after we watched the first four, I was hooked and we binged three and then we downloaded four and so we watched the first four in that week and it was great the first four seasons you mean yeah 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 yeah. first four seasons and it was it was great to have Zring there along with the subtitles because he was he never spoiled anything but he kind of helped us out because you know if you're watching with someone you're like wait who's that again it's tough what what is that where are they from it wasn't until I rewatched it the first time that I was like damn I miss so much there are so many characters in the beginning there really is and that was what was great about season seven and eight is that okay everything from the first six got us to here and everyone's who import who's important who matters we all know them and they've pretty much been with us since the beginning yeah so shout out to bling for that and i'm really sad that it's over but i'm excited for the prequels you're like the only person that i know that wasn't upset about the ending We'll get into that. 
Um, did, have I ever told you how I started watching Game of Thrones? No, how'd you watch it? Um, so I had been meaning to watch because my brother had told me that he thinks that I should watch. I think after I, what season? Uh, he... Around the same time as you. Okay. I think like season four was happening. Mm-hmm. I binged like the first three and then caught up like during before it was over season four. So, um, anyways. He had been telling me this, and I go to Asheville to watch his dogs because him and his uh, now wife were going to, like, a a burn or a festival or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I was going to keep all his animals. and (laughs) All the dragons. They were, like, really... discombobulated I guess you'll say when you're when they're trying to leave you know how it is when you're going like I mean when you're going like legit camping you can't like forget there's some important shit that you need oh yeah so they were just like all over the place uh Ariane had just gotten off work so Uh, Ariane Aria and Brienne oh shit (laughs) I should tell her that she'd probably love that but uh which those are my two favorite characters for sure but uh, so anyways, I'm inside uh, when they leave because it's like kind of getting dark, whatever. So the next day I go outside to like go to the to my car to go to the grocery store. And Ariane is parked behind me. And my uh, the one of their friends that was going with them was parked beside me. Oh my! They it, had she take the keys? They yeah, I couldn't find oh I couldn't God. find the spare. It it wasn't until like the like day before I left that I found the keys. And I mean, it was like I was there for a while. It was like an extended weekend. Yeah, and they're camping, so they probably didn't have their cell no, phones. No, they had no, no fucking service. cell service. I tore the fucking house apart. Did you find some crazy shit? Uh, no. Damn. But uh, yeah, so I just binge Game of Thrones. Yeah, just and Uber Eats and fucking <laughs> food. Yeah. Well, no, this was pre-Uber <laughs> Eats. <laughs> I um I ordered like there was uh pizza delivery and then like Chinese and then they did give me like uh some groceries but more like snacky stuff. Oh perfect. So I was fine. Like I had like breakfast snacks covered and then I just ate pizza and Chinese the whole there time. There you go. No, that's dope. <laughs> and and I'll tell you this too. I've, when when people are big into shows and there's either multiple seasons or there's plans to when you hear the announcement like oh they signed on for three more seasons or something that's that's when i consider watching it because i don't like the waiting a week type thing yeah same if i can just go there's ahead there's pros and, and cons to both for sure like with with game of thrones the last few seasons that you know after i binged the first four i've i've looked forward to it every week it's been my reason for living <laughs> I'm like, God, please don't let me get hit by a bus or (laughs) please let me come back from this trip in one piece so I can watch Game of Thrones. Give a fuck about my family's happiness. (laughs) I got to know what happens. I got to know. So so I I like that. I like that you can you can get right into it and and, you know, just keep watching it for a bit. So it's cool. But um, what's your blast? Okay, so completely changing gears. I don't know if you heard this, but I think it was last week or of earlier this week. This this guy got hit got hit by a car on a scooter and he died. Yeah. Now, what he did was he was on the sidewalk and he jumped off the curb into into oncoming traffic and yeah. got hit and died. With that being said, people get in accidents on bicycles, pedestrians, in their own cars, motorcycles, yeah. everything. But because this is a scooter and this is a new 
phenomenon, academic, epidemic, however you want to, however you it's view it. It's change. So my blast is for the mayor, Mayor Briley, for his war on scooters that he just declared today. And he's talking about putting a permanent ban on the scooters until the scooter companies can figure out how. I, and that's the thing. Right now, there's so many scooter companies. There's like 10, and we just got the electric bikes now. They parked the electric bikes out this week. Mm -hmm. So it's at the point now where you can't just put a ban on something because now all the other companies have to f figure out some sort of regulation. And as, as much as I hate that that dude died, and I feel for yeah, his it's family, horrible. it's, it's a horrible. Tragic it is. freak accident. It, that 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 sucks that it happened. It sucks, and I'm not gonna follow that with a but because then that yeah, negates. I, that, I, I mean, truly do feel feel sure. bad. It yeah. sucks. Like I hate when that happens. Just like I hate when when you when you're driving down the interstate and you see an accident. And you're yeah. like fuck. It really sucks. Here's the thing though, when you get on those scooters, you ride at your own risk. Just as when you get behind a car and you choose not to wear a seatbelt, sure. or you get on a motorcycle and choose not to wear a helmet. Anytime. Get on a scooter and not wear a helmet. Not was wear he, a helmet. He wasn't wearing a helmet, right? The other thing, too, he was on a sidewalk. Yeah. Not supposed to be on sidewalks. And he jumped the curb. Like, he did He did something that he should not have done. Yeah. And, and again, I hate that that was the outcome. And it and accidents happen. I have, a, I have a friend who was riding scooters with a friend, and they were stopped. And their friend on the scooter didn't stop and ran right into him. And she's got... Marks all over her. Yeah. You know, you Grant has a friend that uh, he got busted up pretty bad and had to get his ear reattached. I remember you telling me that. And yeah. What was what was that that dude's name that was just part of the Nashville crew that I've I'd met through um through um through your sister's boyfriend and through Morgan Madison and Jesse. He uh he got in a really bad accident. Around it was around. Oh, you're um, talking about goose. On a, That's he was definitely on a bike. It. He was on a bike. Yeah. So I'm saying accidents will always happen. And he was on the pedestrian bridge yeah. on a bike. You know, so so things are going to happen. But I don't think that, you know, putting a ban on scooters is going to do any, anything. Well, I think that, like, the mayor, and I haven't been following it as closely, but I mean. It like, happened today when he, he announced it. Yeah, so, so like, uh, I have been in and out of the office where I probably would have known more about it. Sure. But I mean, it's he's got to do something, you know right. what I mean? Like, and it's I think it was yeah, a little like uh, too harsh, I guess. Like, and that's that's my issue. But with it's like I don't know. Let's like let's think of a way. I mean, there's gonna be new stuff like this coming out, like you said. Like, there's bikes now today. Like, we just need to do a better job of like teaching people how to use the fucking scooters. And for sure, people need to for real. I mean, this would. This isn't necessarily the solve either because people will be getting tickets left and right. But if someone for real got in trouble for riding on the subject on the sidewalk, I would never ride on the sidewalk again. If no, like the absolutely. police gave me a fucking I ticket, I completely or something, agree. You know? I completely agree. You know, my my biggest thing is that people need to abide by rules. There need to be stated rules. And I know that cops don't like enforcing it because there's so many. And you can just scoot right off. Like a cop's not going to pull you over with with a patrol car. While you're on a scooter, if a cop is standing there directing traffic or walking, they're probably not going to stop. They don't you say either. shit to anyone downtown. They don't care. Yeah, as long as you're not pissing on something or fighting something. Like, so, so my thing is, I, I wish that politicians 
would just be straight up about it and be like, yo, I, you know, I'm sorry that this happened. My condolences to his family and friends and loved ones. Here's the thing, though. You, sh- you, you got to be careful when, yeah. when you just like. Oh, when- yeah. I mean, like they go fucking fast. Like it's like I topped out at 24 the other day <laughs> on, one of, on one of the new birds. I couldn't fucking believe it. Yeah. And and now bird and I'm sure other scooter companies will follow. They're selling them individual where they collapse, where you can pick it up and like walk into your building wow. and, and you have your own your own scooter. We have one like that. We bought that forever ago for events for mm-hmm. us to like because sometimes when we do like uh I'm not, well, it's too much uh, description about sure. my job. But, like, sometimes at events, we'll be far apart from each other. And we yeah. have, like, walkie-talkies and radios. But, like, if you need to get, like, uh, somewhere quick and we're, you can't, I mean, walking. You need is, a scooter need or a, a golf cart. You need something, something yeah. yeah. We, all, we have a scooter and we have a bike for mm-hmm. shit like that. So No, it's, it's, it's a shitty situation all around. But putting a ban isn't isn't gonna work, and and it's. Uh, I just wish you would keep it real and be like, "Yo, it sucks, but you ride at your own risk." Yeah, like it just like it, I don't know. Anytime something like this happens, like you know, the mayor is just trying to like cover their ass. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah, like re-election coming exactly. up exactly, and so that's what makes it even more annoying because it's like. I don't know, is this really in the name of this person or is this just to make sure that none of the flat gets put on you? Right. Absolutely. So, well, I that's, roll. Yeah, I roll. What about you? Who are your shout? What's your shout out this um, week? So my shout out is to Britt Benson for driving my ass to and from Gulf Shores. And on the way back, she let me watch Game of Thrones finale. That's a trooper <laughs> right there. Y'all know Britt. She's been on the pod before. I believe we were talking about Hangout and talking about uh, music festival we stuff. We were, yeah. You can follow her at Britt Bim on Instagram. I don't know She's how many T's follower. and how many M's, but she is a great follow. <laughs> Two T's, one M. Wait, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> just, just type in B R I T T B B I. You'll you'll find her. <laughs> um, no, that's what's up. Shout out to Britt for that. Yeah. Well, and at first I was like, I'll just watch it uh, on my headphones so she can like listen to whatever she wants. But I left them in my suitcase like a dumb bitch. So she was like. Well, it's fine. You can just put it over the uh, car speaker. So, oh, she yeah. gave you the ox cord she for did. the thrones. Is she a throner? She's not, but she has seen some episodes. Okay. And she, the weekend before, had watched the... Uh, the Bells. The, the episode, yeah, with Kate when yeah. she was in L.A. So she at least saw that. Gotcha. Well, and, like, we were having this discussion... Um, because not everyone at Hangout is a Game of Thrones fan. And she said that episode was boring. And I didn't want to, like, give it away. I know. I was, And someone was like, well, it's boring when you don't know what's going on. And I'm like, yeah, I agree with you there. But, like, this episode was gnarly. Like, she literally murdered, wait, spoiler alert, uh, yeah. like, an entire, <laughs> like, fucking city. And you thought that was boring? Innocent I mean, it was women disturbing, and you know, but I wouldn't call it boring. Anyway, so Britt... And it was kind of fun because Britt was, like, kind of asking questions before. So it was, like, fun for me to, like, tell her, like, all this, like, everything I know about it. Because, I mean, it's a crazy story with all kinds of, like, ties and you got to know nuts. this. And there were things that she'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, I can't even go into that side of it because it's not pertinent anymore. Right, right. So. <laughs> Just watch it, Britt. If you're listening right now, watch. I'll watch it with you. I'll rewatch it. 
I don't know why she uh, doesn't watch. It seems up her alley, but also not up her alley. Like, I could see her liking it, but I could also see her, like... Yo, that, that, shit was not up, that shit was not up my alley, too. Just, like, you know, I... I love, like... I've ended up watching what would, Lord of what the Rings. What genre would you say that's, like, a part of? Because it's, like, it's... I mean, it's... It's medieval. 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 But also, like, magical. You know what I mean? Like, it seems yeah. like it was, like... like a long time ago, but also there's like, you know, people coming back from the dead. More spoiler alerts. Yeah, if you haven't and watched like, it. And <laughs> like fucking dragons. Yeah. You know what I mean? Giants. Like fucking zombies. So mm -hmm. Yeah, it's dope. Which is totally up my alley. Yeah. Any sort of like fantasy thing, I'm into it. If anything, the writing, and we won't talk about the last yeah, two seasons. But this last as season. a whole, this is how I see it. This is how I see it. In in baseball, if you're up seven runs and you bring in your closing pitcher and he gives up four runs, but you still win, you still win the game. I don't get it because it's a sports reference. Uh oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. This next segment, segment Stevie mansplains <laughs> baseball, my favorite sport. <laughs> oh goodness! Well, do you got any blasts that you, anyone you want to put on blast? Yes. So. Damn, I wish I remembered the name of the property, but fuck the owners of the house of the place that we stayed in Hangout. Okay, so remember I told you five-year reunion. So we were staying in the same badass house that we stayed at five mm -hmm. years ago. And we had way more people, well, maybe not way more people the first time, but we had the house, like, packed out to where people were, like, on uh, – not only on the couches and pull-out beds, but also air mattresses. Oh, damn. So, um, we didn't have quite as many people this time, but it was better because, you know, we're older. We want more space. We want your fucking space. So, yeah. the house is like three stories. You walk in. Um, yeah, three stories. Okay, so you walk in on the first level. There's like a garage that you can't, no one can access, but there's like plenty of parking for like, four cars so you walk in and there's like immediately stairs to the right and on the first floor there's uh three bedrooms and then one room that goes out to the uh patio and the beach so there's a pull-out couch down there but Sick. there's also like a tv and table and chairs so you go up one level there's hallway bunk beds my room Dope. one bathroom and then like open uh dining living kitchen with a porch. So then the master is on the, the top floor. It's not the full size of the house, but it's got like a really big closet, awesome bathroom, cool. like king bed, and then a balcony on the top. So <laughs> five years ago, I just remember the house like feeling like it was huge. And even though what I just described is still a huge house, it was so much smaller than I remember. Like, Damn. you know, like when that, like, yeah. it was still huge. Don't get me wrong. But I was just like, huh? Like, I don't remember it, the living room not being this narrow. I don't know what it was. Well, the humidity probably shrunk it over uh, time. Yeah, fucking probably. The salt water had everything <laughs> rust to shit. There was rust literally everywhere. Damn. So it was like five years ago, the house was like newly remodeled and all that stuff. No one has done a damn thing since then. Nothing was updated. There was all kinds of like upkeep that hadn't happened, like water damage, rust, and... <coughs> 
the like little little annoying shit was broken. Like the faucet was like it still worked, but it oh, like wouldn't man. like come out like it's supposed to. Like the water. And whenever you would switch the settings, like, it would get worse. Then, like, the shower curtain in my room or bathroom was, like, one of those ones that kind of jets out in that, like, circle. So, Uh it's, like, but the circle part had, like, fallen down. So, the, the, it wasn't tall enough because it was kind of, like, swinging down. The shower curtain was, like, bunched up on the floor and overflowing into the... It's all those little yeah, things. Yeah, it's that just, just like... That shit's Yeah, annoying. like, it's like, why... Like, this is so easy to fix. Go buy a fucking dollar shower curtain at fucking Dollar Tree and, like, I don't know how much those things cost, but surely more... It's, like, just shit like that that's so annoying. Oh, the freezer or the fridge didn't work and we had to wait for someone to come put Jeez. more Freon in it. We, we had to wait to get groceries. They only had one roll of toilet paper in every bathroom. We had to go buy more toilet paper. Did Was this through Airbnb or VRBO? No, or I'm just... pretty sure we did it through like a like local company. It was okay. like Liquid Something Properties. I gotcha. don't know. But like, I mean, uh, we were lucky to, it was still a great house, still a great stay, but like, it's seen better they days. Just, yeah, it's seen better days, and it's like the hosts don't give a fuck because they're just, like you said, raking in the fucking money. For sure. that That's really shitty. With this company, are you able to provide a review? I'm sure we could do it on Yelp, but it's not like you – I'm pretty sure since they did it through them, if they did a review, it wouldn't be public-facing. They screen like They'd probably shit. have to do, like, Google um, – a review Google on reviews. Google or, like, Yelp. Um, so yeah. <laughs> oh, and the, so check-in was supposed to be at three. So all of us got there like super fucking early just cause we wanted to like lay on the beach. So we were just at the house, but like in front of it. So they, Thomas called on the way down there and was like, Hey, we're an hour out. Like I know check-in is at three, but like just seeing if there's any way to check in early, if not, or at least no, just drop our yeah, shit off. like no yeah. worries whatsoever. Like Thomas is, like, so professional and polite. Like, I'm sure he made it, like, seem exactly like he meant it. Like, it doesn't matter. We know we're early. We're planning on not needing to go to the house, but just trying to see if we can check in early. So the girl's like, "Um, call back in an hour. She's like, it probably nothing, you probably can't check in early, but, like, might as well call back in an hour when you're here. So when they called back in an hour, they were, like, so annoyed. And Thomas is like, the only reason I called back is because you told me I could have. So then 4.30 rolls around, or 3.30 rolls around, and they haven't checked in. So Thomas is calling. Come to find out they're installing windows at the fucking house. What? Yes. So check in. Like, oh, my God. I can't remember what time we checked in. It was definitely, like, at least an hour later. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like, why do you have to do this? Today during hangouts, yeah, like so. That's and insane. they they weren't totally finished because uh, around the windows was wood that was like not painted or anything yet. So installing windows when they had <laughs> a group checking in, yeah. Oh, e- either way, if you can email that company that oh, that's the middle Thomas man. and Kate will take care of it good. for sure. That's good. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, if y'all are new to the answers, obvious. Here's how we do the damn thing. We break each topic of the show down into segments, which you can find listed in the description of each episode. 
You'll also be able to know when each segment begins because we're going to put a time cue next to each segment. This way you can see what you're getting into, skip the boring shit. If you only have time for one segment at a time, you'll be able to go back and revisit the rest <coughs> later. With that being said, as always, we have an incredible show for you today. Shall we get into it? Let's do it. First segment, Rachel's Hangout Experience. Let's not... Let's, Easy let's, segue. Right, good segue. <laughs> so, all right, so we know the place you stayed at was a small piece of shit compared to last time. <laughs> yeah. But, but let's, uh, let's start when... Because I think when we left off, you said you were leaving Thursday morning at 4 a.m. Okay, so yeah. Take us through. So, um, <laughs> sorry to blast Drake, but we didn't get off to a good start. We were going to leave at 4 a.m., and Drake didn't wake up until, like, 4 a.m. So, we were a little bit behind. Was he packed? He was packed. Okay. But he just had to get over to my house. Then we drove to Murfreesboro. I left my car at uh, Britt's house, and then Britt drove us to uh, Gulf Shores. Cool. Because it just made no sense for Britt. So it was like you, Britt, Drake, and Allie in the car? No, just Drake, me, and Britt. Okay. Allie had to finish school, and then her and Tessa rode down after work. I think Tessa couldn't get off work either. So Nash went down in two different cars. So before I left, I'm so annoyed with myself because I'm always, like, down to the last minute finishing stuff. And it's mostly because I try and do too much stuff before I leave. Like, Y'all discombobulated. Not, it's Exactly. It's not just about packing. Like, I want to come home to a clean house. So I just bite off more than I can chew with, like, trying to get everything done. And, of course, I don't want to leave Orin with, like, any of my mess when I'm out of town. Oh, please. And, please. Um, it's encouraged to leave Orin with, with a mess. So, uh, <laughs> no comment. But... <laughs> So anyways, it got to be like 12 o'clock. We were leaving at 4. I still hadn't done some stuff for my sister's uh, bachelorette and wedding shower like I was supposed to do, or I did do her like invitations and stuff, but I hadn't finished. I was planning on doing it in the car. Yeah, so you're focused on like 10 different things right I, yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I was like supposed to give it to her on Monday, but shit's just been motherfucking crazy in my life right now. And mm -hmm. so I just didn't get around to it. So by the time it's like I'm done with all my stuff, like packing, my room's good to go, Sassy's good to go, and uh, all that jazz, it's like 12, and I'm like, okay, I need to go to bed like right fucking now, oh, yeah. or like I'm not going to wake up on time. I lay in bed for an hour, and I can't go to sleep, because I'm like, you know, excited and anxious. You're wired. You know? No, I get it. I yeah. get it. So, 1 o'clock, at this point, I'm just like, God damn it, I got to, like, stay up or I'm not going to wake up. Exactly what Drake did. So, I worked on my <laughs> sister's bachelorette and her invitations until it was time to leave. Jeez. Yeah, so I didn't fucking sleep. How crazy is that? Uh, it's crazy, but it's, <laughs> it's believable. Which, like, yeah, it, people are always shocked whenever I do shit like that, but it's it's comes a lot more natural to me than you would think. Mm -hmm. Like, it, as much sleep as I like to get, I also have a hard time going to sleep, you know? Oh, yeah. If I have an early flight, it's really hard for me to get a good night's sleep because yeah. my biggest fear is sleeping through my alarm. Oh, my which God. Which I haven't done in, like, ten years. But I sleep still... through my alarm every fucking yeah. morning going to work. It's only when I have, like, these, like, high-pressure situations Always. that I actually wake up on time. Or if I, for real, go to sleep on time. 
So um, the car ride wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Like, and I also I finished up some other work because I I brought my computer because um, on the way um, or the day that I was trying to leave early my boss was like shit I just found out that we need to turn in this ad by Friday so I luckily got it done but I brought my computer just in case there were any like changes the, oh yeah the partner had blah 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 so um I did a little work in the car it wasn't until we got to the beach that I felt fucking exhausted mm -hmm. so hangout does like a pre- party thing it's so annoying like so you have to um buy your ticket you don't have to buy a shuttle pass, but there's a shuttle pass. So depending on, like, where you're staying, you take a certain bus, but you only buy one wristband, and you can ride any of the shuttles. Okay. So you just got to figure out, like, which one is the shuttle that passes your place, essentially. So, but then they have this kickoff party thing for Thursday night, and it's another $50, and there's, like, bands that play. Motherfucker. And it's like, why don't you just, like, tack this on to the already expensive... Like, Bonnaroo does, like, Thursday stuff, right? They do Wednesday nights. Well, they, they don't, Not in Cineroo, but they... You can come in you Wednesday night. You can come night. in, exactly. Yes, you can come yeah. in before. So it's like, just make it a fucking Thursday thing. And just be, like, the kickoff to hang out. Yeah. Anyways. So not everyone bought tickets, uh... To that, so we went to go eat at the seafood place across the street, Bubba's, not to be confused with Bubba Gump's. It was different, yeah. but it was really fucking good. And then I went to sleep, and everyone was, like, talking mad shit. Like, it's the first night. But I'm notorious for getting, like, way too hungover the first night from, like, being too excited and going hard. Also, I had literally not been to sleep. so You, you had to crash. I crashed fucking hard. That's good. So the next day, well, and here's the, uh, another reason why I wanted to go to sleep. So I told y'all about how, you know, I listen to every band and then I like make my own schedule. Mm -hmm. Like I print out the entire schedule so that I can still see when everyone's playing, but I just star or highlight the bands that I want to see. So Friday was like an early morning day. The first band that I wanted to to see was the first band that played. Who was that again? It was Moon Boots and then Medicine was right after them, which uh, they're both like DJs. But mm -hmm. um, Moon Boots had three sets. So instead of going in for him, me and this other girl, Dashe, who is new to the group, she's uh, friends with Matt, who lives in Charlotte, uh, and my middle name is Dushe, Dashe, Dushe. Oh, shit, Dushe's were hanging right, out. Yeah, and so, like, she wanted to go in early, so I was like, fuck yeah. So we did Friday hardcore. That's that's what's great about going with a big group. Not everybody has to do everything together. Yeah, You could just well, be like, yo, I want to do this. Some people want everybody to do everything together. Which, like, and I want to be with the group, too. Like, I'm in, like, barely any of the photos. Like, and come to find out, like, they actually wanted to see a lot of the bands that I wanted to see, too. But they didn't want to go in as early as me to see. So they, we all wanted to see kind of, like, the same bigger bands. But because I was in there earlier, we just were always, like missing each other like yeah. I would tell them where I was and we'd try and meet up but they would either come over there and I was gone or we were like right beside each other and just never found right, each other right. so uh yeah well and also like yeah it's really tough to get everyone in one place and and that happens all the time where people will finally get to you but they may have 
had to go take bathroom breaks and get food and all yeah. of that. So it's really difficult. And then by the time you get somewhere to, to a show, even if they're beside you and you have no idea, it's really hard to link up because now there's a sea of people. Yeah. You know, every time we've done Bonnaroo, we say, look, if someone's ready to go see a show, like leave the campsite, they're going. There is no, there is no wait. Like, oh, let me grab this or I want to come. You you find you find them. You go yeah. in there, it, and it's like that's that's on you for for missing the train. Cause yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have my experience hindered because of somebody's failure to prepare or tardiness or something. But not everybody likes to see show. Like not everyone likes to do stuff alone, which can get kind of difficult in big groups. Cause like me personally, there are some music where I'd honestly rather see it by myself. Like, sure, I've been to plenty of show. By myself, and not just at like festivals, but like in Nashville. Definitely. So, like, depending on what it is or how close I want to get, yeah, like I'm fine with going alone. But there are other people that are like, oh, well, you're going to see this person. I do too. So it's like managing that. Well, and also a lot of the bands that I ended up wanting to go see, I hadn't like heard of before Hangout. Right. So I didn't know if anyone else was a fan or not. Um, and I'm really the only person that like, you know, makes that crazy plan. Like makes I that do. crazy <laughs> spreadsheet. Good lord! I'm just looking at you, and you're like, you're like uh, Zach Galifianakis in Hangover with doing the <laughs> doing the math screen. Like, okay, it's more just to like keep me like it's it's so because it's not the it, there were a bunch of people that I wanted to see that I missed just because like well, and I'll get into that more, but like you you can't truly see everything like right. you got to make compromises but really it's just so that I can make a best like decision in the moment because if it's a newer band I'm gonna forget it's like a exactly flow what it was yeah like it's just like am, am I in it, the shade <laughs> if it works out like yeah that'd be perfect so Friday like I was saying me and Dashe went hard we were in there from like 11 30 to whenever it end ended at the uh Ended at the end was what I was about to say. Yeah. But, like, it's uh, it, it's a festival that ends early. So, like, the music was done by, it's like, like 11. 11, right? Yeah. yeah. So, oh, my God. And we motherfucking paid for staying in there the whole time because the shuttle, we had to wait so fucking long because everyone's trying to leave. There's literally nothing you can do except wait. How many shuttles and, do they run? Um, not enough. I'm not really <laughs> sure how many buses they had on our route. But we had the route that was, like, passing all the like uh condos so i bet most people were on our route yeah but um so the best shows on friday were miramasa and super organism were those day shows or night shows they were both day shows okay um miramasa is a, like a dj i think he has a song with uh yg let me pull it up actually Ooh, yg 400 and while you're looking that up, uh, I'm just going to comment this. Anytime I've gone to Bonnaroo with a big group, we always say we have to go to one big show where we're all together. That's Yeah, that's at, a good idea. At least one. Yeah. At least one where the whole group's together. We can get the fucking photo and all of that. Yeah. But until then, I ain't missing Stevie Wonder because because you, you need to make a sandwich real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I was wrong. It's ASAP Rocky. So fuck me for getting it wrong. But I like him too. Uh, so he, one of his uh, more popular songs is Complicated. And he has uh, 
Like what? It's hard to understand. No, the con- the song name is complicated. <laughs> you fucking asshole. So, uh, Nao N A O is featured on that song, and I'd never heard her before, but her voice is fucking magical. She was there with him, really, to sing it. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. She's um she's black, and she like, I mean, was doing all this like. It's and I don't don't know what I'm talking about, but it looked like she was doing like actual like African type dance while she was up there. I mean, it was like amazing to fucking watch. Well, and it's also like you all these DJs are like, you know, white dudes. They all fucking look the same. Most of them seem like they're fucking assholes. And you never really see like the girl who's like featured on the song singing, unless it's someone bigger like Halsey or you know, yeah, whoever the front else. Liner. But like for her to actually be there and like turning out the show and dancing, I mean she was like bending all kinds of crazy ways. It was fucking hype. I loved it. She's from East London. So um she's got two hundred and seventy thousand followers on Spotify. Um, she's a, a bad bitch. I, she puts on a hell of a show. It was awesome. And then how was Super Organism? Super Organism was awesome. I love that lead singer. So it's like a huge group of people. And three of them do like backup vocals, I think is like what they only do. Um, and then the rest of them play instruments. And then there's like a lead singer. But like the lead singer, <laughs> she's like just like a regular motherfucking person. She kept talking about like how hot it was. And it just cracked me up because she's like, oh, my God. God, it's so hot, which is, like, exactly how I was feeling the whole time. And she kept making us, like, drink water, and we'd, like, cheers our water. It was just hilarious. That's great. And they had, like, really good visuals. Their music is, like, I I feel like, I don't know how to describe it, but it, it makes me think of, like, well... I'm looking there. I'm looking... They're, they're also... Well, some of them lived in Maine. Some of them lived in the U.K., um, they're on a lot of dance playlists. Yeah, like it's just like fun, catchy, like boogie, electric, like music. Okay, electronic, that's, but um, that's dope. So yeah, they were the best shows for Friday. Um, remember how I was super excited to see? Um, shoot, how do you say his name again? Abby the Nomad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so went to see him on Friday too. And his show was fucking tight. It was way better live. He played a ton of new music. He did that thing where they, you, you know how some people will make everyone crouch down? I fucking hate when people do that. <laughs> but when he did it, it was just, like, so fun. And he made us, like, bounce slowly as we, like, got up. And then we jumped. It was just, like, so fucking fun. Him and his little DJ had the best, wittiest rapport. So I'm at Miramasa. This is another reason why it was the pimpest show. He's standing in front of me. No shit. Yes. Did you talk to him? Yes. Did you get so, his number? I wish. Oh, so, Rachel. He's standing in front of me, and, like, there aren't many, like, Indian guys just, like, chilling at the... I mean, it's, like, mostly white people at this festival. It's a you music know? Like, festival. Yeah. It's all white people. So, like, uh, <laughs> anyways, I'm like, oh, my God, is that him? But then I'm like, I don't want to look like a huge dick if I'm like, hey, are you the only Indian rapper that performed at Hangout, and you're the only Indian, like, 
spectator here. You gotta be Abby the Nomad. Oh my gosh. So then I noticed that his wristband was a different color. I'm like, dude, it's fucking him. It's him. So I kind of just turned to the left a little and there's the DJ. So I like kind of said, I didn't know how to pronounce his name either and I didn't want to fuck that up. So I like tapped the DJ on the shoulder and I'm like, did y'all just play? And he pointed to him and he's like, yeah, we just played. And so um, Abby turned around and I was like, Dashe had to repeat this back to me because I honestly like you blacked, blacked out, out <laughs> from like extreme fandom and like oh my gosh and nerves and dehydration and and, and, <laughs> and sun exposure and I was alien emoji if you get where I mean what I mean <laughs> so um anyways uh he turns around I'm like dude I hadn't heard of you before hangout and you just put on such an amazing Will you sign show. my Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> God damn it. I fucking should have had him do that. Let me tell what I said because it was really yeah. sweet, Stevie. So I was like, uh, this is why I come to music festivals because, like, you discover new music that I probably wouldn't have heard of, like, and you know, at this stage in your career. I didn't say, like, exactly that. But um, I was like, that was awesome. I can't wait to buy, like, the new music that you played. It was sweet. Nice to meet you. And he was, like, put his hand over his heart and was like, oh, my gosh, like, Thank you. So after it happened, Dashe was like, you were so, like, that was so nice and sweet That's that you awesome. said that. And you didn't sound like a psycho. So I'm trying to do more stuff like that where it's like, don't let that opportunity pass you by to, no, like, for tell sure. someone something fucking they nice. They love that shit. Right? And he, he seems so that. appreciative. So... That's yeah. what's up. His girlfriend was also with him. I wanted to be like, bitch, I'm so jealous of you. <laughs> I'm going to murder you. Ha, JK. <laughs> But I didn't. I shook all their hands. And cool. then uh, we had a threesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. That's right a, there. I, near a massa. <laughs> I like the, I like the, then we had a threesome or and then we made out, but then I like the going as extreme to ending a story with, and then he fingered my asshole. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> what up, mom? Oh, oh man. Oh my gosh. Right, I got to ask before you tell me about Saturday and Sunday. Okay. So. Last episode, you started off by putting Michael on blast oh. for losing Pirate the Parrot, <laughs> and then plot twist. I had at the it end the whole of the episode. Time. You had it the whole time. So <laughs> I saw the I saw a picture in the sto in one of y'all stories of of uh, Pirate the Parrot going down there. So did you like my one that said I got ninety nine problems but a beach ain't one? Yes, <laughs> it was brilliant. And uh, I gotta know. What was the reveal with Pirate the Parrot? So, I think that we jumped the gun on the reveal. I sent a video of Pirate the Parrot driving with Brit okay. to everyone else. The reveal was a little bit of a letdown, which I said to Michael later, like, I thought you were going to be a lot more excited. And he was like, I was honestly really embarrassed that I lost him. So. Oh, okay. Well, that's So, the, it that's was kind of a bust, to be honest. But at least he's clean. He's got a new chain. He also has a cowboy hat. Oh. Uh, that I bought for him that's sparkly. But um, Does he keep his parakeets in the back? Uh, I don't understand the reference. That's two weeks in a row you haven't understood the horses in the back reference. Oh, God. That's what song they were singing the whole time. Did you see Kate caption that while she was on the back of a horse? Yes. Hilarious. Uh, I knew it was coming, Shout too. out, Kate. But, um, 
So we also never took Pirate into the festival because they said no festival totems. And we were really worried that... Uh, they were going to confiscate yeah, him. Yeah, and we just didn't want to chance it. Bury I him honestly, in the sand and come back for come him back later. later. <laughs> uh, I really think that we could have done it. It would have just... We probably could have gotten Parrot in there. But we probably wouldn't have gotten the selfie stick in there. But they really didn't search... Uh, our bags be you know they were clear so they would literally just look on the outside i think that's part of it too if so if you got it if you got something clear then they can be like it up. yeah well and it, like i thought they were gonna tear through my shit because i kept everything in like little baggies like i had like my oils were like in a little um not like a baggie but like you know the little like zipper pouch, pouch like yeah, smaller yeah. thing but yeah they didn't look through shit so that was good for us nice. but um so saturday who'd you see saturday um the best shows i would have to say were slender bodies which which that's more like is that a dj duo um yeah I, I guess it's like a dj duo but it's like more electronic like down down tempo, tempo dance yeah. chill shit um and then jimmy Eat world was on saturday okay and i honestly like there were there was some other stuff that i wanted to see but at that time in the day, it felt so fucking great just sitting there on the beach listening to Jimmy Eat World. It just, like, made me think of middle school, like, I don't know, listening oh, yeah. to uh, the middle. <laughs> How many streams do you think that has on Spotify? Jesus, I have no idea. Almost a quarter billion. Oh, my gosh. It's at 246 That's million. That's insane. So, in, like, because uh, I was a much more of a fan, like, growing up. And so watching them, it was kind of surreal, like, oh, shit, like, I do know most of these songs. You, like, it's easy to forget oh, what's no, absolutely. theirs, you know? They're, you know, they're they're going to be here July 24th at Ascend. Yeah. They're, they're touring I'm, with Third Eye Blind and Ra Ra Riot. That would be amazing to see. So Saturday, I went pretty hard in the paint uh, for a lot of reasons on Friday that will not go into detail. So Saturday, I didn't go in as early for a couple of reasons. Number one, I couldn't be in, in the sun for that long a second day. Mm -hmm. Number two, I didn't want to miss like any of the group stuff because we were wearing our tie-dye Nashlanta um, t-shirt. So I wanted to like go in with everyone and like then we kind of split off from there. Um I guess those are the only reasons. I was listening <laughs> reasons why. I like Thinking, it. I'm like, I'm like, yes, yes, go on. You're like, that's it. But like, yeah, that's that's it. I guess I just like yesterday, everyone was together, and I missed a lot of that. So I was just like, okay, today, if if, if there's a show that uh, other people want to go to, and it makes sense with my schedule, then I'm gonna fucking do it. So uh, Sunday was the chillest day for sure. I also didn't want to. Uh, I actually drank the most on Sunday, hilariously, but uh, it was just, I don't know. I knew that I wasn't taking um, Tuesday off, so mm -hmm. I just didn't want to go, like, hard in the paint. No, that's smart. So, but the best shows on Sunday were Jungle, which I got a good fucking spot for that. They played in the daytime. Actually, all my favorite shows were in the day. But uh, Jungle, Jungle's fucking sick. Oh, my God. So it was they, fucking killer. They started it off a few years back the Thursday night at Bonnaroo. And it was it was an incredible fucking show. They're so fucking good. Yeah. Um, I mean, pretty much everyone I saw fucking killed it. Grizz was another favorite from Sunday. Um, a lot of the people, too. Okay, so I kept forgetting that we were in Alabama, you know, and, like, 
Yeah. What just happened in so, Alabama again? Jesus we don't need Christ. to get into it. Alabama sucks. Let's not let's not for real get into it because I I will just say obviously I'm pro choice and anyone that's pro life is actually anti choice because it uh, there's let's just we'll not get into it but yeah. the a lot of people like Vampire Weekend. Um, uh, Khalid, Jungle, uh, all, like you name it, people were speaking about like it's crazy. Of course they that, were. Like this type of shit is happening. If you buy any of my merch from this weekend, all the proceeds will go to Planned Parenthood. Some Hell people yeah. even had like specific like 1973 uh, shirts, which is like the year. Uh, yeah. And um, some people were wearing it. Some people like wrote stuff on their bodies. Like it, it even if someone didn't say anything, they, they had it incorporated somewhere throughout the show, which was fucking dope. Uh, and it, that was mostly like the bigger acts, but like, it was just like, Oh yeah, we're in fucking Alabama right now. Cause like, you don't think about like, I don't even think like I'm going to the beach. I'm going to hang out. Right. You know? So pretty wild. Yeah. Gulf shores is Alabama. Yeah. So, um, it's there. But it's like, it's, I was talking to Britt about this. Obviously, I, and this is generalizing because I know there's a lot of like, oh, this is right at my alley. Like frat bros that love uh, Music Fest that, you know, I feel like people that are more preppy usually tend to be like more conservative yeah. for whatever reason. So, but like festivals, I would say for the most part, and I mean, now that they're getting more mainstream, I don't feel like this is like, totally true anymore but the type of person that like likes to go to festivals is normally like pretty open-minded it's pretty liberal minded, and progressive yeah. crowd yes probably smokes weed is yeah. into doing drugs you know like a little more open-minded all across the board so like of course when any like when the uh musician is talking about like how they're pro uh choice yada 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 donating to Planned Parenthood everyone screams and goes crazy especially all the ladies but like I wonder how many people were sitting in there just like it's mm -mm. murder you know what oh, I mean yeah. like <laughs> hey not a damn person because they're outnumbered right you yeah know, it's that's probably true yeah and yeah that's it would be really wild to me like cuz I would probably not want to uh, support an artist that had a different view on like such a hot topic issue like abortion, you know, like leave that to the country music artists. Seriously. Okay, that's that. Those are the people that'll do the op. Do <laughs> CMA Fest. I'm sure that will happen. But oh man. But then okay, so who were the worst artists? The worst shows that you saw? So I I really didn't see a lot of like there were definitely better shows than other shows, but. One show that was probably the worst was Hippie Sabotage, which I was so excited that for them. That was at the top of your list. They were at the top of my list. So they didn't play, which maybe I'm not as, like, and I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm, like, a big fan. Uh, but their music from all my favorite songs and what I've listened to is, like, super chill, hippie, like, vibey, like, you're hanging out on the beach, passing a joint, yeah. listening to this. So he's up there playing like, I don't know, like a DJ. And so it was like, I wouldn't, I don't want to so say saying, dubstep, so but it was just like the, totally different. You're saying the hippie sabotaged the set? Exactly. <laughs> Good one. Sorry. But no, don't apologize. <laughs> but uh, 
And and so anytime that the beat was about to like break down, he would count literally every song. And he counted the exact same way. He'd be like, one, two, <laughs> one, two. And it was so weird. And he did it over and over and over. So it's like the running joke of the people that I was with, because we were like really <laughs> close, like in the pit. But every once in a while, we'll just turn around and be like, one, two. <laughs> It was also weird because he kept making us chant like, I don't give a fuck what. And then like, I don't know. It was just like you really fucking John. bizarre and aggressive. That's, that, that's um, shitty. And also Bryce Vine. I didn't really like his show that much. His like one most popular song. He let the crowd sing the entire song. Drew he, Barrymore. He didn't sing any of it. Yeah. It was so fucking irritating. It was like the one song I wanted to hear. Yeah. And he just let the crowd hear it the whole, or sing it the whole time. It's fucked up. So. Mm. I mean, sounds like I, I definitely feel that hippie sabotage is a big letdown because that's like. Oh, it was a huge letdown. But it sounds like the other ones were fucking dope. And it, yeah, everyone was dope. Seeing Vampire Weekend was surreal. Cardi B was good. I will say it, Cardi B, I, I couldn't fully get into it because I was we were not pretty close, but close enough. It was packed where we were. Like, we could, I could see the screen. I couldn't always see her, but, like, I had a clear view of the screen. And um, <laughs> I was right by, you know how once people start leaving, they keep coming. So yeah. I was right by this line that had a constant flow of people. And I was, like, rude as fuck to these people. Normally, like... You know, you got to move. Like, and there are times that people will be up in the front and they'll freak out and they need to leave. I understand that. Yeah. But don't go up to the fucking front for Cardi B where, like, a huge headliner, it's going to be packed, and then leave. Like, yeah. it's so annoying. You ruin the show. I mean, I just had a constant line of people. This one guy stepped on my foot. He was fucking huge. People kept telling me it was they were sorry, and I was like, it's not okay. I was being so fucking rude. Which, in, if you caught me at another show doing that, I'd be like, it's fine. Yeah. Sister, brother, we're yeah. all in this yeah. together. But at Cardi B, I was like, don't you fucking step on my foot. <laughs> Did she play the new track from the DJ Khaled album? Yeah, Wish, Wish? she kind of like, she fucked up her encore, which, have we talked about encores before? Because I fucking hate the, the idea of it. Like, back before everyone did an encore i'm sure it was wild as fuck like screaming your hardest to like make sure they'd come out again like but gone are the days are like where people a band isn't gonna come out they're already planning to come right. back for no, an I, encore I get it. I get it. let's just go straight into it and not do this like for sure yelling things it annoys the fuck I, 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 I hate it too they all leave the stage they take off their guitars they yeah, do all that stuff it's, just it's like, like Yo, just get a sip of fucking water. Yeah. Say, get, just, get, just give go a, right into give it. Give a 60 second or two minute like thank you speech yeah. and all that and then get right and into it. And then get right fucking into it. So <laughs> I don't know what happened, but Cardi B was just like, let's just fucking do Bodak. So then they just start playing it. Hell so yeah. So then she, and it sounded like she was going to do the new song first and then went straight into it and then kind of played us out with the like new song. Wish, wish. Yeah. So that track um, she was hilarious, hard. though. One of my favorite moments was I loved everyone that was like, it's fucking hot up here. She was the only one like or not the only one of the shows that I saw was not wearing like a beach. I mean, she was like dressed to the like nines in this crazy cat 
suit. Of course. That was red and like had glitter sequins all over it. Huge fucking like, uh, I'm assuming a wig, but like her hair was like lime fucking green. It's so long. I mean, she looked fucking good. And she was talking about how she's wearing the wrong shoes, which is hilarious because they're like, you know, fucking stripper heels. Right. So anyways, she uh, is like, it's hot. Uh, and uh, everyone laughs. And she's like, I got sweat dripping through my ass crack right now. And everyone's just like going fucking crazy. And she goes, uh, or then, fuck, I fucked up the story. She went straight into came through dripping after that. Oh, man. I was like, no. <laughs> She literally came through dripping. She literally came through dripping. So that was my favorite segue. (sighs) That's incredible. (laughs) I wish we had segues like that. Well, there's literally sweat (laughs) dripping from my ass crack right now. JK. (laughs) (laughs) Normally not. Well, it sounds like Hangout was fucking badass. It was great. And, and, and you know, like, there were, there's obviously going to be moments when you're with, like, a huge group and you're staying together where we get a little annoyed with each other. But everything went, like, as smoothly as it could have gone. I got to see, like, everything. Like, the, I, the, the music that I wanted to see was amazing. Got to see it all. So, yeah, no complaints. That's dope. That's what it's all about. Good shit. Now I'm like, should I go to Bonnaroo? You should. I literally don't think I could camp in the heat. I'm probably not going to camp, but if you need an extra ticket, I know someone who has two in which I'm buying one of theirs. And I said, put a hold on the second one just in case I find somebody. Oh, shit. So I'll give you first dibs, but anybody listening right now, if you want to go to Bonnaroo and Rachel doesn't take take up on this off mic. Yeah. I got (laughs) you. Well, good shit. That's good. It's good to finally hear it because I've been wanting to hear about it all yeah. fucking week. Well, and I didn't post a lot because I was worried my uh, phone was going to die. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes it was just better to not look at my phone, you know? Definitely. So um, I wish I had posted more, but. All good. I was in the fucking moment. Living in the moment. Good deal. <laughs> Shall we move on? I guess so. All right. Next segment. Stevie's Read of the Week. So pretty much, y'all, I came across this story online, and actually this one is a Twitter thread. It is probably over 100 tweets long, but when, when you read it, you breeze through it like a story. And I was so intrigued by it, and I wanted to tell my mom, but I was like, nah, she can listen to it when I decide to read it <laughs> on the pod. And I want to tell Rachel because I want to read this to someone and get their genuine reaction too. So this read of the week comes from This guy named Shane Morris on Twitter. Maybe y'all saw this. This shit is viral right now. At I am Shane Morris on Twitter. This is the first tweet from just after midnight on May 21st. So I guess this was Tuesday night. And I was at Waffle House when I was reading this. (laughs) This is the first tweet. Y'all want to hear a story about the time I accidentally transported a brick of heroin from Los Angeles to Seattle? I bet. All right, let's do this. Oh a my thread. God. All right, buckle in. This is this is a little long. How but many it's a good story. like uh, what's the? How much is a brick? A brick. A brick is like. I well, mean, just like, think of how do you don't. A brick is usually a, like a kilo of coke. That's they fucking pe- crazy. They typically do that, but sometimes they could do like. 
They could do like a quarter pound. Or, so just think of a brick. Yeah. But a brick of heroin is like, that's a fucking dense ass I thing. I mean, you know? yeah. That's, that's a fucking lot. gnarly. <clears throat> oh my God. So let me get comfortable as I read this here. <laughs> <clears throat> I was living in Newport Beach, California, kind of just trying to figure life out. My buddy Tyler calls me up out of the clear blue. Wait he, at Tyler. <laughs> And he's like, hey, dude, you want to do, do the most epic road trip ever? <laughs> I'm like, sure. At the time, Tyler was a boat mechanic in South Florida, so I fly down to Miami, and I end up staying with one of his coworkers for a few days until I can buy a Honda Shadow 750 for like 2700 bucks. He already had one, so I got a matching bike so we could share spare parts. From Miami, we set off across the United States, staying at the kind of motels along the way that you see in movies like No Country for Old Men. If you're going to ride across the U.S. on a motorcycle, do it on a two-lane road. It's worth it. So he's like saying stay off the highways and shit. We end up swinging down through Mexico, and this isn't really important to the story, but we pulled over to rest in the middle of the desert, and these wild horses walked up to us and were actually, like, oddly friendly. They let us pet them. It was super cool. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) I like that ad. After, like, ten days, we made it back into Southern California. We had an uncle. He had an uncle in... Temecula? Temecula? Temecula. And my ex was in Newport Beach, so we both rested for a few days. Riding a bike across the country takes a toll on your body, so we decided to switch it up. We decided to sell our bikes and buy a 1979 Dodge Ram van. I want to say we paid like 600 each for it, 1200 all in. It needed a little work, but the important part was it was all easy stuff. We named the van Cassandra. <laughs> Cassandra. What do you like, Cassandra or Cassandra? Cassandra. Cassandra. And we wrote our names on the door. And then there's a picture of them chilling. I want to see. So there's the first picture. They're flexing and like hands up like, yo, what up? We just bought a van. (laughs) And then the next one, they're sitting down beside it. And you can see that they wrote their names on the side. Cool. And it's like a black and white 1979 Dodge van. The plan was easy. We'll drive up the Pacific Coast Highway and camp all along the way. So we took the middle seats out of the van so we could sleep in it at night in case it was raining. Then we went to REI to get hammocks for hammock camping. On our way up, we stopped in Santa Barbara and picked up my sister. At the time, she was in school at UCSB, and she was planning on flying home to the Bay Area to see our dad. So I was like, yo, just come camping on the beach with us. So she did. There's a picture of brother and sister. Driving north, we made it to some pretty cool spots like Bixby Canyon Bridge. All along the way, we're letting anyone who meets us write their name on the van and take a picture. (laughs) It was fucking awesome. I later to find out after, and this is, sorry, this is not part of the story. This is Steve talking now. (laughs) I find out later as I'm like reading um, his response to comments that they let people write their name on the van who wanted a picture or or like uh, gave them gas money. They were like, yo, give us any bit of money. You can write your name, take a picture, follow it. And this is, I guess, before hashtags. So they did it on Tumblr, mm. which I believe is RIP now. Is oh, Tumblr is it? I don't maybe, know. I don't know. Maybe that's stumble upon. Stumble, tumble, bumble upon, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, they stopped at the Bigsby Canyon Bridge all on the way, letting people write their name on the that's van. That's a dope trip. Around Big Sur, our van had its first problem. The rear drum brakes were making awful noises and locked up. I ended up buying a set of Craftsman tools, and then I did a brake job in the parking lot of a Walmart. While I was there, I was like, I'm going to do a few other things. When I got the van, I changed the oil, and that's it. I know I should have done more of a tune-up, but honestly, the van was running fine. The interior was even pretty nice. 
So on these old Dodge vans, the engine access is inside the car in between the driver and passenger seat. I hadn't even lifted it up when I bought it, because I'm an idiot, I know. So I decided to change the spark plugs, the fuel filter, and the air filter, and I'm so glad I did. I opened up the engine cover, and sitting right on top of the engine was like grass straw and little bits of carpet. A fucking mouse had made a home right there on top of the engine block. And I'm lucky it hadn't started a fire, so I cleaned everything out and changed the plugs, filter, etc., etc. I remember yelling at Tyler because he was the one who poured the oil in, and I was like, how the fuck did you not notice there was a fucking rat's nest on the top of the fucking engine block when you were pouring in the oil? He was like, it's an old car, LOL, what the fuck? (laughs) Tyler. Adding Tyler again. (laughs) So anyway, we drive up into Oakland and meet up with my friends there. We stayed at their house overnight, smoked weed, ate a meal, and chilled out. Then we set off for Mount Shasta and Lake Shasta. It's a really beautiful lake, and he's got a picture of him and his homies. We camp at Mount Shasta. It's beautiful. The lake was really low, but the water felt great. Not really critical to the story, but go if you ever get a chance, go there. <laughs> Finally, we get up into Oregon, into the Cascades, and then head into Washington. The whole time we're hiking, camping, spending time in nature. It's really just one of the coolest experiences of my life. He's got another picture, like him on a summit of something. The pictures are dope. So here's the thing about old cars with carburetors. You need to adjust them for altitude. An ideal fuel ratio at sea level is called stoichiometric, which means 14.7 parts air to one part fuel. I'm so glad that this guy's friend, Tyler, was a boat mechanic and that both of them know their way around cars and shit. Jesus, yeah. So as you gain altitude, you need to lean out your carburetor jets. Mount Jefferson is something like 10,000 feet. So as we're driving up, probably around six, 7,000 feet, the van starts running way too rich. It was obvious, so I was like, Tyler, pull over. I'm going to lean out these jets. On a single-barrel carb, you're only dealing with a few screws and springs, and basically, you just kind of guess at it. LOL. So I'm just listening to the engine, and then I would reach over and tap the gas pedal to see how it sounded. So Tyler steps out of the van, and I'm hunched over the engine, just twisting on the screws, and I hit the gas, and Tyler is like, holy shit! At first, I'm like, oh my god, something is on fire. So I pop up and look around, and I'm like, what? He goes, Tyler is like, what the fuck is that? I look down at the carb, and I'm like, I don't know, which part are you looking at? (laughs) Does something look broken? He's like, no, dude, look on the cover. I look to my left, on the, under, on the underside of the engine cover, there's what appears to be a brick of aluminum foil, and it's taped up with aluminum tape, the cl- uh, and it's taped up with the <laughs> aluminum tape on the clamshell cover. Immediately, I'm like, oh shit, what the fuck? So I stop what I'm doing, turn the engine off, and start slowly prying this aluminum brick off the underside of the clamshell. <laughs> Tyler is freaking out. He doesn't do drugs. He's like, oh my god. It's like, the, it's like on cops when they find drugs hidden in the car. I get the brick untaped and then undo like seven layers of aluminum foil. They used a lot of foil on this thing. What I found was a white, perfectly shrink-wrapped brick. I thought it was Coke, so I cut open a bit of the corner and put some on my finger and rubbed it on my gums. Oh, God. And he has this gif. If you've ever done coke, you know it's kind of hot, and then it makes your gums numb. 
This definitely was not coke, and I'm not the type of dude who does heroin, parentheses. Just don't do heroin. Seriously, it's not good. Oh, God. So he, so he finds out this is definitely heroin. Jeez. Wait, so what would it do if you rubbed it on heroin on your dad? It just doesn't make shit go numb. Oh, okay. I know from experience. <laughs> so Tyler and I are standing next to each other when I hear tires on gravel behind us. Let me paint you a picture. We're standing there with the hood up, clamshell open, side by side, with a brick of pure fucking heroin. Who do you think rolled up? No. He goes, man, a goddamn park ranger rolls up behind us. Just so you know, park. Just so you know, park rangers are the police. They have guns, and they just so happen to work in a park. Yeah. They can arrest you for everything. Oh my god. I'm holding a brick of heroin in my hands, and there's a park ranger 30 feet behind me. So I reach down and pretend to go into my toolkit. Thankfully, my hands are greasy as hell, and I can pick up some tools. So I slide the brick under the seat. I pop around. I pop around with and pretend I'm putting a socket set on a breaker bar. And I'm like, oh, hey there. How can I help you? The guy's like, you guys having trouble? I'm like, yeah, I'm just trying to jet the carbs. He's like, oh, I remember doing that when I was your age. (laughs) Then he's like, you ever done it before? I'm like, I'm kind of just learning as I got here. We're from California. The dude laughs and he's like, here, I'll show you. So the ranger walks over and he's like, I remember these old Ram vans. So much room. We open up the clamshell, and the guy's knee is like two inches from this brick. Man, I'm trying so hard to act normal, but Tyler, he's not playing it cool at all. He's like, you know, I'm sure Shane can figure it out. We don't need you wasting your time on us. The ranger's like, oh, it's no big deal. Most of the time, I'm just telling people to put their trash higher up so the bears can't get into it. (laughs) So he's just chatting with us, and I'm telling him how we bought the van and drove it all the way up the coast, et cetera, et cetera. Finally, we get the jet set, and the ranger's like, all right, you boys stay safe. Like, he had no clue he was probably two inches away from the biggest drug bust in the history of Oregon State Parks. <laughs> Once he drives off, Tyler is freaking out. Oh, my God, what are we going to fucking do, man? And I'm like, uh, we're going to make a shit ton of money selling a brick of heroin. <laughs> oh, God. So I wrapped it up and just stuck it in the bottom of the cooler in the freezer bags under the ice. Then... We drive up into Seattle, and I call one of my buddies who I know sells a shit ton of weight, and I'm like, yo, and he's got asterisks for the name. We need to talk. I won't go into all the details, but I managed to sell it all to one person. It was low risk, plus I'm not a fucking drug dealer. For the record, my buddy Tyler wouldn't take any of the money. Eventually, I convinced him to let me give him 600 bucks for the van so I could say I bought the van myself. The van was in his name, but... The story isn't over yet. Oh, my God. Actually, this is the part where I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so intrigued when you say that. (laughs) So I end up selling the van to some hippies from Ashland, and then I move to Atlanta. About About a year goes by, and I'm not even thinking about this van anymore. Then I get a phone call from a number I don't know. I let it go to voicemail. The same number calls me again 30 seconds, 30 seconds later. So I answer it. Hello? The voice on the other line, hey, can I please speak to Shane? I'm like, speaking. Dude is like, hey, my dad gave me your number. He said he sold a van to you about a year ago. Or, excuse me. He said he sold a van to you about a year ago? Question mark at the end. (laughs) Immediately, I'm like, yeah, he sold me a van. The guy's like, wow, that's great news. I'm so glad I found you. So 
so I don't like talk about this, but I was in jail. I had a substance abuse problem, and I ended up going to jail because I made some mistakes. I'm thinking to myself, what's the angle here? So I'm like, oh, well, that sucks. <laughs> Anyways, how can I help you? So the dude goes into this crazy-ass long story. He tells me, tells me about how he has so many memories with the van. Yeah, it was his dad in his dad's name, but it was his first car. He goes, I know it's just a beat-up old van, but i really like to buy it back from you. Dad says he paid something like 1200 for it. I think I'd be willing to go as high as, say, 1800 to get it back. The memories are just worth that to me. <laughs> the light goes on in my head. Jail. Substance abuse. He wants the van back. He's willing to pay 600 bucks back over what I paid for it. Street value bagged up. If you slow sell it, there was something like 40 grand worth of heroin in that brick. Holy shit. This dude wanted his brick back. Yeah. The guy didn't go to jail because he had a substance abuse problem. No heroin junkie can afford 40 grand in heroin. The guy did time because he was the plug. So I decided to make some money. And then it's Phoebe from Friends with doing the evil laugh. <laughs> I don't own this van anymore. But I definitely know who I sold it to, and I know I can buy it back. So I start spinning a story. I'm like, man, 1800 just won't do it. I put a lot of money into this van, and it's really running like a top. It's really running like a top now. It's my daily driver. He's like, oh, yeah? I'm like, yeah, dude, she's in great condition. I redid the carb, the brakes, and all the fuel lines, put some tires on it, redid the carpet on the interior a lot. I probably put at least five grand into this thing. He's like, wow, you really did do a lot. <laughs> So he's like, well, where are you located? I'm like, oh, I'm up in Ashland, Oregon. Remember, I was in Atlanta. He's like, oh, that's not too bad. If it runs as well as you say, I may just drive up there with a friend and then drive it back down here. So finally, he's like, I respect that you put a lot of work into it. Like I said, the van has a lot of sentimental value to me, and I'm glad to hear you took care of it. I could offer you 6200 That's what you paid for it, plus the five grand you say you invested. So I said, all right, you have a deal. As soon as we hung up, I called the people in Oregon I sold the van to. I kind of sort of knew them through some friends. And I was like, hey, do you still have that van? They're like, yeah, but it's not running. I'm like, oh? I said, you care if I buy it back from you? The guy was like, dude, I'll sell it to you for 100 bucks if you just get it out of my fucking driveway. Oh, my God. So I was like, sold. I booked a ticket to Portland the next day. Uh, Portland the next day. Then I rented a car and drove to Ashland. Along the way, I called the owner of the van's son. I'm like, hey, will you be free to drive up, this drive up this weekend? He's like, oh, yeah, totally. I can come up. It will only take me two days. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I got into that. So along the way, I called the, I called the, the old owner of the van's son, the guy who called him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, hey, will you be free to drive up this weekend? He's like, oh, yeah, totally. I can come up. It will only take me two days to drive up there. I wonder what this guy does that he can just, like, on a whim. Not the guy... Who called, but the one who's living in Atlanta oh, trying to get Shane, the van. Yeah, sure, Shane. right? So it was Tuesday. We agreed to meet on Sunday. I fly into Portland, rent a car, and then get to Ashland on Wednesday. I go to an auto parts store and buy a battery jumper kit and some hand tools. I need to get the van running. I go to see the van, and it's sitting there pretty dusty, but otherwise okay. The only thing wrong with the van was a, dead ba was a bad battery. This couple just didn't want to spend any money on the van because... They had recently purchased a Subaru Outback. Go figure. It's Ashland. So, Oregon, <laughs> right? So I changed the battery in an auto parts store parking lot. Then 
I took the van to one of those self-cleaning car wash places and gave it a good wash and vacuum. Honestly, it cleaned up really nice. At this point, I decided to check in with the guy and kind of fuck with him a little bit in the process. The guy answers really fast. He's like, Shane, hey, buddy, what's up? <laughs> I'm like, hey, I do want to mention one thing about the van, and I hope this doesn't change your plans about buying it. He goes, he, he goes silent. What's up? I was like, well, I don't want you to be mad at me, but um, right af after I bought the van, my friends and I, well, we, uh, we, wrote, we wrote on the outside of it with permanent marker, and I can't get, I can't get it off, and I tried. And I hear him sigh like, hello, loud, like, oh, that's fine. I can repaint it. I'm like, I want, I want to be fair on price because I didn't tell you, so how about I knock $200 off? I just want to pay whatever is fair to get the marker off. He says, thanks for telling me. I'll accept the $200 discount. See you Sunday. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> I love that. So next thing's next. I need to make a fake brick of heroin. So, so I head to Goodwill, and I buy a medium-sized paperback book. It was the Pelican Brief. I thought that was a funny detail for some reason. Good book, also great movie. Then I got, got into my rental and took off to Medford because I couldn't find aluminum tape anywhere near Ashland. I got there, got my tape, and then bought some heavy-duty foil in the grocery store. From there, I drove back to Ashland. Making the fake brick was actually pretty easy. I just wrapped it up the same way I remember the brick being wrapped and then taped it down with the aluminum tape the same way I remember it being taped. Oh, my God. Kind of like a tic-tac-toe board. They had taped the shit out of it. Next thread. Okay. Then I just kind of waited. On Friday, I got a phone call from the dude letting me know he was on the road, and I said, hey, my mechanic says we can use his bay in case you want to inspect it. And the dude was like, oh, that won't be necessary. I'm like, oh, I insist. On Saturday, I called a local mechanic, and I was like, hey, I'm selling my van to some people from out of the state, and I was hoping I could give you 50 bucks in case they want to use one of your bays to look under the car for a moment. Carbine tip. Any mechanic worth, worth his salt will take you up on this offer. It's good for both the buyer and the seller to have a mechanic take a look. They, they know they'll be getting any work on any fix they identify. Anyways. We meet at this local shop on a Sunday afternoon. This guy shows up in a late model silver Nissan Altima. He's heavily tattooed, and so is his friend. These guys look like real OG Mexican gangbangers. Oh my like gosh. this dude is wearing Nike Cortez's and a dicky suit. It's that look. <laughs> my granddaddy wears dicky suits. <laughs> I bet he's gangster as fuck. Immediately, I realized these are aren't soft dudes. These aren't the soft dudes I think they are. Yeah, what the fuck is he going in thinking that? This guy did, like, jail time for drugs, and he's trying to fuck with them? Oh, just wait. Oh, Jesus Christ. So immediately I realized these aren't the soft dudes I think they are. They're real gangsters. They move real weight, and I'm doing something incredibly fucking stupid. Oh, my God. I'm about to rip off two guys who look like they bury people neck deep and let the coyotes eat your face off. Oh, my God. But I'm there, and they're in front of me, so I got to go through with it. So I give them a tour. We walk around the van. It's clean. It has tire shine on it. I've washed it and even waxed it. It looks as good as a 1979 Dodge can look. <laughs> the guy is like, so you've done some engine work. I'm like, yeah, carb, plug, wires, plugs, distributors, etc." He's like, can I take a look? So I help him lift the clamshell, and there's no rat's nest. It's looking clean-ish, and it's sort of silent. So I talk. 
yeah, when I got in here, there was a huge rat's nest. I cleaned that out. Then I got to work on the carb, the plugs, wires, belts, hoses. It's all new in there. Then the dude reaches over and straight up taps the aluminum brick. I start sweating. He looks at me. I look at him. The first thing that came out of my mouth was, I didn't bother redoing any of the heat shielding on the clamshell. Honestly, I prefer having some heat coming off the block in the winter, but I can see why you did it. Southern California is hot. I was trying so hard to play dumb as hell, and I sold it. He says back to me, yeah, this tape costs, now I'm doing it in a Mexican gangbanger voice, of course. <laughs> yeah, this tape costs about $20 a roll, but it's worth it, worth it to beat the heat. I laugh. Yeah, the AC just barely works. I think you've got a leak in the system somewhere. Then he throws a curveball at me. Can I take it for a drive? I'm like, oh, totally. He's like, do you mind if my friend drives behind me in case it breaks down? I said, oh, you go right ahead. At this point, I'm thinking he's going to drive off, never to be seen again. So Steve talking now. So he, he's, he's showing him the, the engine. Yeah. The dude spots the brick. The dude makes eye contact with him. He knows that he knows that there's a fucking brick and he plays dumb. And now he's saying, I want to drive the car off, you know, drive it for yeah. a test drive. He's gone for about 20 minutes, and then he comes back. He's got a big smile on his face, and he's like, wow, it still drives great. Let's negotiate. So I'm like, well, you did say six grand. He comes back at me. He's like, well, I got to ship this van back. I'm like, okay, well, what's a fair price? He says, you have the title here in your hand. I said, well, actually, I had to do a lost title, but I can mail it to you in like a week. The reality was I did, but hadn't done the transfer from the couple yet. He's like, all right, you know, you seem like a good guy. You can mail it in, you can mail it in a week. I'm like, yep. He goes, five grand because it'll cost me one grand to ship. He goes, you're a wild man for driving this old beast as far as you did. So we shake hands. It's a deal. I have a notepad with me and I say, all right, let me write you up a bill of sale. So I write his name and my name, his address and my address a local Ashland address where I definitely have never lived, and the cost of the vehicle. This is a funny wrinkle right here. He said, I say to the guy, hey, I'm going to write on the bill of sale that you only paid 1000 for the van so you can avoid paying more taxes in California when you go register it. You pay taxes on sale, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, thanks, man. I didn't even think of that. Again, just buttering him up. Using the hood to press on, I sign my name. He signs his, and then he's like, all right, here's the five grand cash. So he hands, he hands, his hands reach into his pocket, and when he does, he moves his shirt in such a way that he obviously exposes a gun in his waistband. He pauses. As he's handing me the cash, he smiles and says, thanks for taking care of my van, Shane. I'm relieved to see you left my heat shielding how it was. There's a lot of value in heat shielding. Some might say it's worth quite a bit. He gets this look in his eyes. It's dark. He continues, you seem like a smart guy. Smart guys talk. You seem like a smart guy. Smart guys don't talk about things they find. They might even buy new aluminum tape, but be careless enough to leave the roll of tape in the back seat. <gasps> my throat turned into a knot like my whole mouth went dry as fuck. Oh, my gosh. He stares into my fucking soul like into me. Then he gets this big-ass smile on his face, grabs me by my shoulder, and he smiles. If you were even smarter, you would have asked for 10 grand. Then he starts laughing, and the guy he's with starts laughing. You know, you're a hustler, Shane. What do you do? 
I breathe a sigh of relief. I'm a web developer, he says. Uh, I'm a web developer, I say. He said, you could have been a stone-cold hustler in another life. <laughs> I've never been hustle, hustle before, but you had the cojones to get your money. I like that. They hadn't checked to see what was inside the foil. They only knew that I had taped it back. So I went with it. Well, you know, I found it when I was working on the van. I just didn't know how I'd ever sell it. So it's been in a freezer for about a year now. Oh, my God. Dude busts up laughing. Homie, you kept it in a freezer? That's wild, man. So then we just sort of chop it up outside this mechanic shop for about 20 minutes. He and I had the same taste in rap music. I wanted to just keep him happy, so I was trying to think of my exit plan. Finally, he's like, all right, you know I don't want, you know I don't want this van, but ship it to me anyway. Here's five grand, keep the change. To be clear, he had given me five grand already for the van and then gave me another five grand. Oh my God. I played it cool. Close enough to 10 grand, I dapped him up. As soon as they left the parking lot, I sprinted into the mechanic's office where he was sitting. He was like, son, that was the most obvious drug deal I have ever seen. I already called the police. <gasps> I felt my heart go from zero to a million. Then the mechanic winks at me. He's like, I'm just fucking with you. Oh, my God. He said, man, this is Oregon. Everyone smokes weed. Calm down. I didn't call the cops. <laughs> he sees my face. and He's like, you should have seen the look on your face, man. <laughs> Parentheses. I was not amused. The problem was the clock was ticking. I didn't know when those dudes were going to open the foil and realize I just hustled them. So I was like, hey, if I give you 200 bucks, will you let me keep that van parked here for two days until I can get it shipped? He's like, if it's here longer than two days, I'm going to charge you. If it stays here, it's mine. So I was like, that's fine. I'll be back. I knew at the moment the van was going to belong to him. I was never coming back. Most states have laws like that for, with mechanics. I walked out of the mechanic's office and then walked literally seven miles back to my rental I, that I parked at my little motel. Ashland is a small town, and I had picked the cheapest motel. I want to say it was like a Super 8 or something. The road this motel is on is like pretty long and straight. Like you could see a full quarter mile down the road. No problem. As I'm about 400 yards away from the entrance, I see a silver Nissan Altima pull in and go to the front office. As I walk closer, I see two guys get out and realize it's the same fucking guys. Oh, my God. They haven't seen me, but we're staying at the same motel. So I start speed walking. When I checked in, it took a while, so I knew I needed to hustle, so I wasn't seen. I took off the flannel I was wearing, so I'd be in a white tank top. I fold the flannel up super small and walked as fast as someone could walk without looking like a moron. My room was on the back side of the motel upstairs. Basically, as soon as I cleared the vision line of the black wall, I went, into, I went into a full sprint and ran as fast as I could up the stairs and into my room. No sooner than the moment I slammed my door, I went over to the drapes and peeked out. The silver Altima was driving around. I shit you not, these guys parked two spaces away from my rental car, and their room was directly below mine. Oh my god. It's a damn cheap hotel, so I could kind of, sort of hear them talking. Not word for word, but definitely the vocal tones plus their TV. When I, saw I was, when I saw I was quiet as a mouse, I mean, I just sat in bed. 
when I saw this, I was quiet as a mouse. And I mean, I just sat in bed, didn't turn on the TV, didn't move. And when I had to pee, I held it. I was terrified. Then I heard it. I heard the guy yell, motherfucker, I'm going to fucking kill him. Oh my God. Then I hear them screaming, but it's not clear what they're saying. They yell for like 15 minutes. Then they get quiet. My phone rings. It's a block number. I send it to voicemail. It rings again. Block number. I send it to voicemail. Then I hear them yelling a bit more. Then I hear the door downstairs slam. I peek out of the little gap of the drapes and watch them drive off. As soon as I saw the car clear the corner, I left. I grabbed my backpack, flew down the stairs, and got to my rental. I was getting the fuck out of Ashland before I got killed. I had been on the road for about an hour when the guy calls me again, this time from his real number, not a block number. I answered, hey, blank, what's up? He's yelling, we've got a fucking problem. You need to bring me my money right now. Oh, man. (laughs) I did what I do and talk shit. I take it you're not a big fan of John Grisham novels. Oh, my God. You should really give him a chance before you get angry. This dude flew off the handle like he's just shouting, motherfucker, I will kill you over and over. So I'm like. His name, calm down, just listen. I think we can make a deal here. So he gets a little less on edge. What's your deal? I said, look, I know you're staying at the whatever, Super 8 Hotel. We'll meet up there. You show me you've got your gun on the hood of your car so I know I'm safe. He's like, okay, and? And I said, then I'll take back the Pelican brief wrapped in foil, and then I'll give you exactly what you really want. A Tom Clancy novel. Everyone loves war fiction. He got quiet. He didn't say shit. Except, I'll fucking murder you, Shane. You robbed me. You fucking die for this. Then he hung up. In 2017, the guy I ripped off for his brick of heroin was found guilty with four other guys of raping and murdering a 13-year-old girl. Oh, my God. They were all prominent MS-13 gang members. Uh, he got life without parole in his sentence, so it looks like he won't be killing me. And that's the story of the time I bought a van with a brick of heroin in it that belonged to an MS-13 gang member, sold the brick, and then sold him his van back with a wrapped-up John Grisham novel for ten grand. Somehow, I didn't die. What the fuck? <laughs> then he follows it up with, since I'm going viral and I don't have a SoundCloud to promote, we're in the middle of an opioid crisis. Heroin is an open opioid. Please donate to the center. And uh, oh, how are you gonna sell a brick of heroin and then be like? <laughs> he was part of the problem. Now he's part of the solution. Oh my god! But it's great because there's a lot of stuff in this thread where people comment and ask certain things and mention stuff. But um, I think I th- he now has an agent with William Morris. And directors and producers have reached out, and they're talking about making this into a movie. Are you fucking kidding me? When I followed this guy that night, as I saw it go viral, he had just under 18,000 followers. And that was before I saw it. Now he's at 31,000 on on Twitter. Holy shit. And uh, it's just fucking great. And now, like, different blogs are posting it, like Unilad and shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. What would you do if you found it? Um, next week on The Answer's Obvious, <laughs> what Stevie would do if he found a brick of drugs. I don't know. I got to think about that. It, I mean, heroin's pretty gnarly. If it were something else, I'd probably sell it. Yeah. But uh, that's, that's, I'd probably be too scared to even sell it because it's, I don't know. Like, it just like 
my first thought before that he got the call was like, it, someone's going to figure out it's missing and they're going to know who they sold it to exactly like what they did. Yeah. Crazy shit. But I, I just, I pictured in my head, just like him pulling up and those yeah. gangbangers walking up. But anyways, that concludes it. Uh, the segment Stevie's read I, of the really week. It's really hilarious thinking about you reading that thread and wanting to tell people that saving it for this. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's really that's all I got. <laughs> Shall we move on? Let's do it. Final segment. Memorial Day weekend rundown. You got any plans this weekend? I have no fucking plans. That's what's up. I know I'm gonna like get out and do something, but. I don't know what. I feel you. First free weekend I've had in four weekends. So. Yeah, you should just chill. This is perfect. Three day, three day weekend. Yeah, exactly. That's what's what about up. you? Um, I may fill throughout the idea of going out onto a boat on Monday. He said I could be captain. I was like, "What's the angle?" He's like, "Well, we need somebody to be sober to operate the vehicle." <laughs> and I was like, "All right, maybe you can be captain. It's an honor." Yeah, that's funny. I don't know. Um, some boxing shit this weekend. And uh, and then I guess I don't know may have uh, may do something Sunday I don't know it's all open I just yeah. know I better be eating some good ass food yeah and nobody better hit me up work related on Monday yeah um we had a bunch of like cardboard boxes in the shed that I've been wanting to get rid of so maybe I'll do that this weekend yeah good chill weekend really nothing. Those listening, if you're getting out Friday, Saturday night, Sunday night even, because yeah. Sunday is second Saturday, hit your boy up. Hit your girl up. I won't drink, but I'll close the motherfucking place down. <laughs> I may or may not come. Well, so who knows? <laughs> I'll say Depends I, on what you're doing and who's there. Let's be honest. I'll say I'm coming, and then I'll, I won't show up. <laughs> or I'll show up as y'all are leaving and be like, oh, shit, but I'm here. I, I did show up. up. I didn't say what time, motherfuckers. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, I guess I uh, Stevie sent me a text when I was driving back <laughs> from uh, Hangout, and it's hilarious because I didn't respond. But it was well, I knew you were I knew you were in Hangout mode. Screenshot of um, his uh, message, message iMessage yeah. app with no notifications, and beat my messages all read and replied to, stepping my text game up, and I just didn't respond. Hey. <laughs> I couldn't have asked for a better response, but look at it now. I ha-ha'd it later. How many does it say? I can't see. 20. 20? Right now that I got to respond to. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well. He's trying, everyone. We're trying. We're trying. You, you know, that's asking a lot of me. So it's <laughs> time for me to ask a lot of y'all. Please ask everybody. <laughs> rate and review please, The Answer's uh, Obvious on the iTunes podcast store. Uh Five stars only, please. But if you type out a review, make it literally anything you want. We've had some great reviews in the past, and I think it's time. I think next week. Next week is 38, so I, maybe on 40 we'll we'll re do another recap of some of the reviews. The reviews. Yeah. Yeah, talk about how hilarious and relatable we are. <laughs> <laughs> and how, how we are your favorite. We are Nashville's favorite podcast. Yeah. That's how it is, y'all. So uh, please be sure to go follow on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, also, it's your duty to tell a friend, family member, coworker, neighbor about the pod so we can grow the squad. You know, uh, to quote. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's hear to it. To quote Jon Snow, 
uh, love is the death of duty. <laughs> I don't know how that applies hey, here, but it uh, just made me think of it when I you said it's your duty. Di- I was going to go in another direction. <laughs> you you tell somebody, yo, you should you should go listen to this podcast. And to quote Jon Snow, I don't want it. <laughs> and that does it for this week. We will see y'all next week. Have a great memorial. Be safe. Adios. Bye.